Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al and Jerry. All right, winding down the uh, end of the week. Matter of fact, this will do it for me and Al today because today's Thursday, and we have set this up that we do this Monday through Thursday, so quite frankly, that means this is the end. And why? Yeah, why did we do that? I have no idea because I suggested we should do Monday through Friday, and you thought no one, and I, I absolutely defer to you on this because you're into the podcast. Yeah. I'm starting to. You're more into it, though, than I am, and you said really a Friday podcast no one's going to listen to. Not only Friday podcast, Friday Twitter, Friday Facebook, Friday Instagram. Well, it's kind of like the weekend. It just down. dies off. Yeah, I don't understand it. You're still at work on Friday, so I don't understand why it well, slows down, but it let does. Let me say this. I've done research. having looked around here and also other places I have worked, I have found when you get to about lunchtime on Friday – people's minds just shut down for the weekend. Yeah, but wouldn't that be the time when you go on social media and you're looking for podcasts to listen to? You would think, but I think more is people are now starting to line up the weekend and they're not really interested. I think people use the social media, and maybe I'm wrong. People can. I've had a lot of people yelling at me today already on it. Um, I think they use it to get themselves through a day at work, to be honest with you. Our friend Kevin at Barstool Sports calls that mail time when you're mailing it in at work with your cubicle right, absolutely. job. Mailing it in time. Like around the NCAA tournament. Everybody yeah. goes to work and they're watching the games on the yeah. computer. You know, no one is actually doing the work. I mean, talk about wasted productivity. Good Lord, but that's kind of what it is. So plus, anyway. Plus, I also wanted to go home early on Fridays. On Fridays. Yeah. which And you really haven't, by the way. You go home a little early. It's not like you're bolting out of here at 1030. Yeah, but I like to be relaxed on a Friday. Right at 10 o'clock, I like to uh, wander back, eat a sandwich, that sort of thing. So I, I 10 like o'clock to... comes, you're, you kind of take the deep breath and say, right, we got through the week. That's you don't want to have to deal with this. That's mail time for me, Jerry. Right. Now, you are you aware of Blue's Clues? Uh, I'm aware it exists. I don't really know. You know there's mail about time it. and blues clues. Oh, here's the mail. It never fails to make me want to wag my tail. And that's a different mail time. Okay, definitely. All right, you want to get into this fantasy yes. camp? And again, we really, I guess we've come to the reason why we don't do it on Fridays. So today's the end of the week for us. Uh, Craig did this this morning, and this was the fantasy camp. The 88 year old man who I'm not going to say he charged the mound, but he was certainly 
perturbed uh, as a guy came in high and tight on him. On an 88-year-old at uh, bat at fantasy Very camp. funny. And he was, again, he didn't go up to the mound, but he was angry, and he took steps towards the mound. And I always wonder, when you go to these things, are you playing with guys that are looking for lost glory, you know, where it just never happened for them? Or are you playing with guys like maybe you and myself would kind of go there just to get a kick out of it, put the uniform on, beautiful weather, let's play some ball. I think what happens is you go there with the idea of it's going to be fun, we're going to just have a good time, and we're going to play baseball against some guys uh, that we used to watch growing up, and then your competitive side takes over when someone comes high and tight at you and you want to take a shot at them. I guess. You know, it's weird. I mean, I would think if I was doing this and someone came high and tight on me, unless I knew that he was trying to hit me. I mean, the whole idea of this fantasy camp is we all sucked and we couldn't do this. So the notion that someone, a pitch might get away from a guy at this level I mean, aren't you supposed to really expect that? Yeah, this reminds me, there's a great Seinfeld episode where Kramer goes to, uh, I think it's Yankee Fantasy Camp, and he... I remember, yeah. Yeah, he, he, um, I don't know whether he's pitching, yeah, I think he's pitching to Mickey Mantle, and he goes high and tight in him where he plunks Mickey Mantle because, uh, you know, that's his, he owns that part of the plate, and there was a whole brouhaha with Mickey Mantle. Well, I listen, that I get. You're Mickey Mantle. Keep the ball. I, but you'd be throwing the ball six feet outside. I don't know if I could throw to Mickey Mantle. Here's the other thing, though. These fantasy camps, it's never Mickey Mantle. It's like some oh, of course. You know, scrubs you never heard of. Uh, yes. Kind of heard of or was the backup catcher. Pretty much insulting them. But, yes, I will say this. Remember Evan, Evan Roberts. Yes. For his Twitter baseball. Here. Well, no, no, I don't mean remember him. Uh, I remain the Twitter I baseball him. guy. By the way, we're playing, doing that again this year. Twitter baseball, I probably so. So. Yeah. so when we played last year, Evan pitches every game on his Twitter team. He could not throw a strike when Boomer and Craig came up, if you remember that, because he was so nervous. So mental. I, very mental. It's kind of like you with the softball. It's just kind of like, what, like why? All of a sudden, the ball doesn't go where you want it to go, and you start thinking, ah, this guy's yelling at me. Evan could not get it out of his head that if I hit one of these guys, I'm never going to live it down. And he walked everybody. He was terrible. And that they may have charged the mound. If Evan would have plunked Boomer, Boomer Certainly would have. Certainly if he plunked Boomer. Boomer would have went out to the mound. Yes, that would have been actually worth the price of admission. Another thing we discussed uh, briefly on the show is uh, there's a lawmaker in Montana who wants to make yoga pants indecent, Jerry, because he says it's it's too they're too form-fitting and you can you can clearly make out someone's butt in the pants. Well, he's not wrong, but you know what? what why can't you say the same thing about tight-fitting jeans? That's true. I mean, I've seen girls wear tight-fitting jeans that look like they're painted on their ass. I mean, right? What's weird, though, too, around, around uh, well, definitely in New Jersey where I live, uh, girls wear yoga pants out shopping that that shouldn't be wearing yoga pants. They're, like, just, they're they're overweight, and they look um, like like you're stuffing a potato in, in uh, like, a, you know, like a super small potato yeah. sack. Like you're putting saran wrap around a potato. Yeah, and that, you know, you do see the outline of the butt. And that is not great. I don't want to see that. This is this, by the way, this conversation is not going to go in a good direction because I am with you and I don't understand. Here's what I don't get. You are heavy. By the way, this could be a guy. Guys wear these pants too. Guys wear yoga pants? Yeah, absolutely. So this is not just attacking the women. Fat guy, fat girl, fine. You like yourself, that's great. Have a wonderful life. But what I don't understand is you look in the mirror something's got to click inside that says, I look good today. And, yeah. and you don't, and you're just, it's not right, but you're calling upon people to look at you cockeyed or say things. I don't know. I don't understand why people do it. The ones that can wear it, God bless them. It should not be illegal. It's not like you're walking around naked, so I can see the outline of your butt. Great. The other problem with the heavier people that wear them is you can see the lumps in the butt. Yeah. 
Not good. Here's Not a weird good. thing. There's a girl at my gym that I go to. She wears these yoga pants, and she's in great shape. She's She's got a, a nice uh, form. Of, she got a nice body to be wearing these pants. But she wears the, the she wears them. They're gray, like the old classic gray colored sweatpants. Okay. She sweats in her womanly area, and on a gray uh, pair of pants that is that is there for everyone huh. to see. She doesn't seem to be aware of it, but it. I, I guess you can't see your own um, crotch. Or she doesn't care. I would. I think she would care. Then why don't you tell her? Because that's an awkward conversation. Yes, it is. But it's also like having a conversation when someone's got something on their face and no one tells them. Yeah, I wouldn't tell someone if they had something on their face unless I knew them. If you were wearing gray yoga pants and you were sweating in your nether regions, I would say something to you. But I know you. I can't go up to this woman. I'll be. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Charges spot. brought against. Could me. you date a woman that wore pants like that every day? Uh, if she had a nice body for it, sure, Jerry. I would like. I would love. So you'd, that. you'd be all right with her parading around like that, sweating in her nether region, well, as not, you no, put it. No, not the sweating and part. And people taking a look. I'm all for if I'm dating a good-looking gal with a nice-looking body. She, if she wants to parade it around, good for me. That makes me. Oh, look absolutely good. right. Flaunt it as much. I'm as I'm not you one can. of those guys that goes. You better put on some clothes to go out. Not me. I'm like perfect. All right, the less the better the for guys. Out. Will look. Guys will look like I'm. I'm the, the big scorer here. That's true. Are you are you ever concerned with? Why is she with him? Always. Really? I spend most of my life wondering why people are with other people. See, now, I would would understand that based on the way you used to look when you were heavier and your hair situation was kind of awkward and weird. The fact that you shave your hair, though, now is very much more mainstream. And wow, this is going to take a very odd turn as well. And you're actually in shape. So I don't know why you would actually think that anymore. Well, no, I think it about other people. Like, why is that oh, guy with no, her? No, I mean about you. Oh, no. Oh, like if, I, if I'm walking around and I have yeah. a nice looking... I've no, seen you I with don't... very attractive women. No, I always I wonder if you think people are looking at you like, oh, no, I see with her. Not at all. I don't think about that. Oh, good. So your self-confidence always, is skyrocketing. Because yeah, I always think women go for guys with a good personality. So I think, well, maybe she thinks I'm hilarious. And that's why she's with me. Clearly, she's on Twitter. <laughs> or she's on Twitter. Because we know you don't like calling anyone. <laughs> I will tweet you and text you. <laughs> I will tweet you. It's actually taken over. That is awesome. Away. All right. Speaking of tweeting, I really, it has nothing to do with tweeting. But let's talk about Matt Harvey and the Mets. I love this story. And I was so excited driving in. I was going to do this in one of my segments this morning because uh, I read the, the Players' Tribune article that Matt Harvey wrote. That's the Derek Jeter magazine or webpage or whatever the hell it is. And how he basically, after he had the Tommy John surgery, I think he said it was about a month or six weeks after, he decided to go to, I forget where, Yao, Laos, Laos, whatever the L-A-O-S. hell it is. L-A-O-S. Right, great. Where, where the monks are and it's just quiet, no one speaks English, and it's just a different lifestyle and culture. And he's talking about feeding the monks and getting clarity on his life and not being recognized, and that was okay for him. And well, I'll tell you, this guy's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. But in a good way. Yes, he was helping people. He was there to clear his mind, he said. And I was wondering, you know, our friend uh, Darren over at the 7 Line. Well, you're just loves, name dropping like crazy here. Well, he, he loves to make, uh, you know, he does the Mets shirts. Yeah. I was trying to think, like, could he do a, a Mets shirt with Matt Harvey feeding monks rice? In Laos or Laos or whatever we call it, I'd lo- that I would buy. With the and then you could put like O H M M M M M on the back. Oh, um. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <so> ridiculous. <laughs> you know, Matt Harvey chanting, sitting Indian style, feeding the monks rice. I don't know what kind of picture shirt. he could come up with, but there's a shirt there. There has to be. Yeah, I would like to see him do it. I also like the the one part of the story we uh, Craig didn't mention on the air 
And it was like, it, you know, he was there and Matt Harvey was saying like, oh, it kept me away from civilization. Yes. My phone didn't work. I was, uh, you know, able to really think. Then he goes, I did get in trouble. A woman did not like the fact that I tried to take a selfie with her on the street. With one hand. Yeah. With one arm. Yeah. With I, his. Which I thought, it, I guess phone. his phone, the battery worked. He just had no the service. The camera works. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Kind of funny. He's. I, I think he's going to have a good season. And you know, it'd be funny I if they do so. make the playoffs and then Craig will come back, make us pull up this tape because he nailed the Carmelo thing from day one. If he gets this one right, I mean, there'll be no stopping him. And what was his official thing that Matt Harvey will have a huge year? Matt Harvey will have a huge year, and the Mets will be in the playoffs come October third or whatever. Nice. So I, you know what? Nothing would surprise me anymore with what he does. He he gets all these things right. Not all of them. A lot of them right. Of course, there was that thing with the bridge and the underwear and the, right. the speedo. So maybe not everything, but yeah. Jerry, today we gave away tickets on the show to ACDC. They're playing uh, MetLife Stadium, which is a big that's a big room to fill. I wasn't sure if uh, ACDC could pull it off, but I think they'll be able to sell it out. Uh, I also was reading that the Rolling Stones are going out on tour again this summer. They always play stadiums. Uh, if you had one ticket to purchase to go with a friend, would you go ACDC or would you go Rolling Stones? Probably ACDC. And why is that? What, what, do you, what would you want to hear? What are your big ACDC songs? I just think uh, ACDC I like a little bit better. Obviously, Back in Black and Big Balls and, you know, things like that. You, I don't know. I, I'm not a big... Uh, could you real quick, just uh, um, can you, so we could isolate it, could you say, I like Big Balls? You know, as the song. And then, yeah, the song. I like Big Balls. Yes. That's a good song. I'll, I like that song, as a matter of fact. I'll yes. let Eddie know. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm not a big Rolling Stones fan. I really never have been. So for me, it's easy. I always wonder this. When these guys are making records, and the Rolling Stones started, what, early 60s, early would you 60s, say? Yes. An ACDC late 60s? Uh, probably or very early 70s. Early 70s, One okay. So you're the Rolling Stones and whoever's still around, right? And it's 1963. If someone would have said to you in 2015... You're still going to be touring, not only touring, but filling up arenas and stadiums. You think they'd believe it? No. You know, I, I tweeted this out the other day after we gave away uh, Beach Boys tickets. I said, I am sure my parents had the Beach Boys on the radio sure. when they were driving to the hospital to deliver me as a baby. And Absolutely. I'm 45. Yeah. And my mom uh, wrote back on Facebook to me. And she said, actually, the Beach Boys had huge hits about five years before you were born. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. And and by the way, the Beach Boys aren't what they were back then, and I, we get that. But the fact that they can still do this and pull it off and sound like it, it's amazing. I went to the Who's final tour at Giant Stadium in 89. They're How many? still on tour. How many have they had since? Right. They are still on tour. <laughs> it is funny. And, Jerry, here's a story which I agree with. Normally, I'm not a big uh, uh, believing in the politicians. Uh, politicians here in New York, they want to ban the phrase flushable on these um, sort of baby wipes that yeah. adults use to wipe their butts after they go to the bathroom. Now, I'm a fan of these things. I like a clean area. Uh, but, yeah, I would never put one of these things uh, in my toilet to flush because no way those those break down like toilet paper. And I know I'd be getting a bill. In 1995, many years ago, I lived with a gal in Florida, and uh, I was having some uh, toilet issues. And the, the Roto-Rooter man came out, and he said, uh, someone's been flushing uh, tampons down here. Because, you know oh, what? Boy. Right on the box, they say flushable. Flushable tampons? Yeah. Well, tampons go wow. in there. and uh, Yeah. And the guy said to me, no, no more tampons. 
So none of that stuff. The only thing you should be flushing down the toilet is uh, toilet paper. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. This might be inappropriate. I'm sorry. So you're a fan of those. You like them. You use them. That's great. I think it's a wonderful yes, idea. The baby okay. wipes for adults. You don't flush them. I don't. You're someone who puts <laughs> garbage in your freezer. Yeah. Please, God, tell me that's not something you put in your freezer. No, but what I do is I, I will wrap them in uh, in paper towels and then put them into the uh, the regular garbage. But I will say they're scented, so it doesn't So we're smell. all good? Yeah. This is a weird topic. And this is at the end, so I'm not sure how you plan on wrapping this up, Jerry, this weird topic you brought up. Oz got to go. <laughs> Good Goodbye. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. With the real stars of the show, Al and Jerry. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there. This is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night. On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.